Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson, and Hello. you have entered the Macaroni Zone, the only podcast that feels like it's part of a complete breakfast. Remember those? Remember they would always oh, say yeah. part of a complete breakfast, and you're like, Count Chocula is? <laughs> Are you sure? And then it's always next to like... The FDA recommends 30 cc's of Count Chocula before <laughs> 9 a.m. Do it for America. <laughs> and it was always next to like, what was always there? Uh, a glass of OJ, uh, half a grapefruit. Half save the other half for for, right. for you know as a snack later because grapefruit's sure. so good. Well, these uh, commercials definitely had like a food stylist. Like so, so when it's a part of a complete breakfast, somebody was definitely organizing everything on a big table. A person who specializes in tan and brown foods. Yeah, but that half a grapefruit serves a purpose. I mean, it, it just it looks. A whole grapefruit is just looks like well, you need dog some shit. vitamins in there. In your '80s commercial for remember the '80s food pyramid recommended like eight pounds of whole grain, grain. every day. They yeah, were really true. into the health thing in the '80s. Was grains? Everything was grains, grains, grains. This was. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of articles about this, but like they were in the pocket of like. Mm-hmm. Corporations and companies like Kellogg and like sell right. I mean, that's yeah, part of it. Is that like sure. known? I, I don't want to say things that like I'm not 100 percent sure about, but uh, uh, it feels like that. Let's not that be naive. Case. Of course they are. I mean, the lobbyists. You know, it it goes the list of lobbyists who give the most to our country. It's got to be you know Halliburton, <laughs> Raytheon, Kellogg, Post, Milton Bradley. Sure. Mattel, never tell you Nintendo. I, I had a, a a chef buddy who went overseas to work for Halliburton. Really, as a chef, he went to Iraq to work. This is like the dumbest man I've ever worked for. Yeah, uh, he was so stupid. Oh yeah, but good chef. And uh, now working for Halliburton, I imagine one of his contractor. responsibilities would have to be like walking around on a carpet with socks on <laughs> and building up a good static shock to wake Dick Cheney up, <laughs> you know, after his pacemaker started to slow down. He uh, he would come back and he was only a chef over there. And by the way, also contractor mm-hmm. didn't work for the army. Mm. But when he came back to like the States, he'd come back to Pennsylvania, full military Garb, head to toe, mm. camouflage. We would go get like get like hot dogs, 
when he would be back in town and he would wear like full military garb yeah. and he would like do dumb things like salute like one person came up to him and said uh thank you for your service and he was like you're welcome thank <laughs> like, you I'll he like... took it i'm like you work for halliburton man i uh, dug little frosted mini wheats packages <laughs> like from a continental breakfast and handed them to halliburton executive but sure yeah uh paul longobardi of the his name is Paul Ungobardi, wherever he is. I hope he's doing okay. God bless you, Paul. Uh, so part of a complete breakfast, toast. Were there ever pancakes in those commercials? But yeah. I, I'm saying you would see consistently some fruit, the sugary cereal, whatever brand it was. Yeah. didn't matter what it was. Yeah. Uh, glass of OJ. Sometimes also a glass of milk. And you're like, what? Why? There's already so milk in the, fluid. in the bowl. And then like b- at least probably like butter and toast. And I think there wouldn't there also be like... A full American breakfast too, like a big plate of ham and eggs. I want. I don't know. Side of hash. I don't know if I ever saw those. Things. I was thinking about that today. I was like, was bacon and ham ever a part of a complete breakfast, like in the commercials? Maybe it wasn't in the commercials. I'm seeing one for honeycomb right now. Honeycomb. And it's honeycomb cereal, handle. toast, butter. Oh, and then and then uh, melon, like cantaloupe, strawberry, kiwi. Who's having kiwi for breakfast? Uh, no. And a and a big glass of big so glass. They expected of milk. you to eat a bunch of fruit alongside the cereal. Here's and a bunch of various bread products. Yeah, which is what? like isn't isn't that what the cereal is? Cereals. Yeah, yeah. it's like there's you should you should really cut toast down. and cereal together. Like you're really trying to have like a four hour a day. What <laughs> weekend in the lobbying network at DC? What happened in those diners and those Beltway cafeterias that weakened the strangle grip of big bread on our country? That we got to the point where we are now, where Michelle Obama's like, "Bread is cake. Don't eat bread." Yeah, kids. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah, she was like the big. She was the big voice on all that, right? Childhood obesity, I think, was like her. That was her thing. People, she Republicans that hated that. They hated How that. How dare you call us fat? Quit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. they are. The old guys are. The young guys yeah. now, though, are not. Jacked. The young, Gen X and lower are jacked. Young Republicans are jacked. They're swole. Because they've understood that they could just easily beat yeah. the shit out of most. A pansy little liberal yes. thing. Yeah. That's what scares me the most about these people. Yeah. I'm like, but now I'm also thinking it's going to come back around. I thought I thought this about all comedians because I, I see not to make everything political, but like, you know, you see like a bunch of like club comics. Now I'm like, God, you guys are like UFC fires and shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Alt, the alt scene is going to have to get fucking jacked. Well, yeah. You know, I'm saying like mm-hmm. Eric Andre is going to have to, you know, Whitmer Thomas. <laughs> Eric Andre looks good. <laughs> Whitmer, Whitmer Thomas well, Kumail, looks great. Kumail's kind of the one that's, that's leading true. the thing, you know, is if they just, if, you know, if Marvel really, you know, gets more people involved. I want to see, I want to see Whitmer Thomas. Can you imagine a roided out of... Kristen, Kristen Shaw? Can you imagine just <laughs> roided out Kristen Shaw? Oh, Kurt Broniller. She's got like the. Just <laughs> completely yoked. <laughs> They've all got that Peyton Manning lisp, you know. You know when you yeah. get too big and then you're just like you talk like a guy who's been hit in the head a bunch sure. of times. Allstate, sure. Or Peyton Manning. I'm thinking of just, yeah, cauliflower ear. <laughs> People performing at hot tub. <laughs> oh God. Oh, uh, that's some, that's uh, I guess that's too much inside baseball. James. Yes, sir. You want to know I what a good chopped basket would be? I don't think I've seen it. Part of a complete breakfast, cereal. 
So you open up your chop basket. Yeah, yeah. You open up the so chop. You see cereal. Open your baskets. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that what they say? That's Ted. Why Ted, oh, Ted he sounds Allen. like you made him sound like uh, uh, Buffalo Bill. My my impression of Ted Allen that I do for my wife is very yeah. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. It's like four chefs have come to to say that they're the best. Let's meet them. <laughs> he has he has like a deeper voice than you think. You know who I always to. thought sounded like Buffalo Bill? Did you ever watch the show Lost? Yeah, Lost. The guy that says, it's always, always previously on Lost. Previously on Lost. It, it puts all- the lotion in the basket. <laughs> it sounded like Buffalo Bill to me. Yeah. Uh, so you open up your chop basket. You see, pick a, we'll say, let's say, let's say honeycombs. Yeah. Let's say you see honeycombs yeah. or Captain Crunch. Yeah. Fruit, uh, OJ, glass of orange juice. A glass of orange juice. And then, uh, I don't want to say toast and Half butter. a cantaloupe. Well, one fruit. Uh, you have juice. one fruit, okay. OJ, and cereal, and then a fourth. Say the thing. fruit. This is chopped. Say which fruit it is. Okay. Um, it what, is. What's the curveball? It's not OJ it. because OJ's in it. OJ's in it. Yeah. OJ's in it. Captain Crunch. I'm gonna say Captain Crunch. Glass of OJ. Uh huh. God fucking hell. Let's say uh, kiwi or a cantaloupe or a grapefruit. Let's let's say uh, kiwi. No, let's no, say they do a dish, so it would have to be like the cantaloupe with the cottage cheese in it. Because you want to oh, give the Christ. chef the option to scoop out the cottage cheese and use that. Okay, that's what it is. So it's a half a cantaloupe filled with cottage cheese. That's disgusting. I know and, it is. And uh, Captain Crunch and a glass of OJ. And then I guess the fourth thing is, we'll say... Butter toast. Butter toast. Butter toast. Okay. And then that's your chopped basket. That's your chopped basket. I mean, what do you fucking do? What do I do? Well... what do you? First of all, let me ask you, what are you putting in the food processor first? Food processor first is the cereal. Cereal goes in the food I processor. Transfer the, I transfer the food to the cereal. Right. I get that grinding up. That is going to be either part of a crumble or part of a breading. I think I, you know what I do? What would you do? I go like croak direction. I take the bread. Okay. I'm dipping it in. I'm making, I'm like French toasting the bread and maybe going to drop the whole thing uh, with cap and crunch on this, on the outside. Great idea. Great and idea. I'm dropping the whole thing and then I'm making like a little like uh, creamy, like, like some sort of dipping sauce, like a creme anglaise kind of thing with the cottage cheese. Okay, and um, and I'm gonna infuse the cantaloupe into that as just a sweetener. So you're doing a croak of sorts, a croak of sorts, it, and it's got breading on it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do like a breaded, breaded croak, croak, and then with like a maybe like an orange glaze on the top and a dipping sauce. The OJ. Okay, so the OJ, you can kind of pick apart all these things once yeah, you yeah, see yeah. enough episodes. You like, you kind of know what they're gonna do. Yeah, the OJ exactly. is. Becoming a gastric so gastric. fast. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah, that's a given. OJ becomes do, some sort of gastric. Can you do like an agridolce with it? Yeah. Can you do something acidic with the orange juice? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what a gastric would would still be acidic. Like, but a gastric to me is more of agridolce like would be a little um, thinner. Vi- right? vi- th- well, it'd be a little vinegary. Okay. And I, I mean, I put hot sauce in mine. Okay. I don't know if that's canon or not. I don't know if that's the thing people do. I can't remember if agridolce agri is sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. Put hot sauce in there. I do. Yeah. Um, if you were going to, with an OJ, I don't know. I don't know how that work. If you start introducing vinegar and maybe you not, know, maybe some yeah. But you're yeah, gastric, I guess. Um, mm. And then that would go over your. I you know what I would do. So the breading for sure, yeah. Captain Crunch breading. Yeah. Duh. It's peanut. Uh, it's 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 peanut butter. You need spice in there somewhere. I don't know what exactly you would do, but Could some sort of say, spice like a, and herb mixture. Yeah. Uh, bread a pork chop with it. Maybe get the bread 
take off the butter, stale it out a little bit, maybe throw it in the oven, mix that with the uh, Captain, Crunch, Captain Crunch, make a breadcrumb, bread a pork chop, uh, OJ becomes a guest streak. I guess that I don't know. I'm thinking about like pork chops and apples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. about like pork chops I'm and fruit. That. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, so maybe a, maybe a gastric, and then with the cantaloupe and cottage cheese, this is where See, you get fucked. Um, yeah, I think what you do could you do a little do? salad. You could cube up the cantaloupe real small, and you yeah. could toss that with like peppers or something like that, like sweet bell peppers or something. Is there some kind of like little sure. salad you could make, or like a pico? kind yeah. of thing oh sure yeah. that'd be great so so you make like kind of like a little pico with a melon I, yeah. there's no reason that wouldn't work right i don't know if tomatoes would or really salsa. Also, you know cucumber cucumber is very smooth cucumber that that, 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 that would help like sort of like balance it out cucumber red i'm onion. still lost about what to do with the cottage cheese i mean i would fall well, on my face so bad if i did technically chop. you could pick you could pick either the cottage cheese or the cantaloupe a lot of people when they get a dish presented as a basket ingredient. Really, they can jettison a lot of it and just. I just oh. used. I just scooped out the. I just scooped out all of the fillings from the bagel, the everything bagel, and I just used the seasoning from the everything bagel. They or don't like. They don't get hammered for doing that. They won't because you're using a piece of the ingredient. The judges might be a little persnickety about it, but if you made something really good and you used it, they're not going to care. Well, the cottage cheese doesn't really have much of a place in the. Yeah, the pork chop. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible. It couldn't be in the in the marinade. It couldn't be in like the buttermilk or something before it gets egg yeah. Washed but and I mean, breaded. you also have a half hour to make a fucking. You, I mean, you can't brine something for That's seven true. minutes. They always say marinade on chopped, and I'm like, this is a twenty minute round. You're not marinating. You're shit. not marinating anything. You yeah. f- you flick some <laughs> you flick moisture on your. You flick ju- you f- flick juice at oh, it. Oh, they grab the sous vide bag. They grab the little like vacuum bag. They they do that a lot when when they when they're trying to marinate something. Quickly. Yeah. They like score it a bunch, get it in the vacuum seal bag. I would. You, people have asked this before. People stopped asking me, but they would like, <laughs> would you? You should, you should go do chopped. And I'm like, you've seen me make like two things on Instagram, uh-huh. and I'm like, I appreciate it, but like, there's, I would fall on my face. I I would bomb so hard on. Sh- there's so much I don't know. You think you would struggle even being a private chef? Because there's plenty of pl- private chefs that go on chopped. Do you think you? Those people never do well. They don't. Right? Yeah, they don't. I've only seen a couple not do you well, know who but always, they're, they're playing. Yeah, their their skill set doesn't translate. You know who always sucks on, on Chopped is the guy who's like, I'm a health conscious private right. chef. Because <laughs> right. like I immediately go, like, you know, this competition is just going to be fat and salt, right? Yeah, sugar, fat, and salt. Like that's true. <laughs> this is not one of your shitty little I don't, you health could, meals. I, I truly believe that anybody could learn enough on their own mm-hmm. to completely bypass everything you learn in culinary school and right. be be knowledgeable enough to do the show. I don't know if private chefs are challenging themselves that much because sure. if you did, you probably wouldn't be yeah. a private chef for No. I get asked to do dinners sometimes for people, mm-hmm. and I had to say no to one recently. Um, they ended up, it didn't work out, but I was going to say no. But I don't know. After post-pandemic, I might start saying yes to some of those things. Not necessarily be somebody's private chef, but you know, somebody's birthday party. You know, yeah, be fun to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I would be completely stressed out about about doing, chops. doing that show. It's I funny. don't know. They they always have one. I mean, they they do ones with like sitcom actors and stuff. Like they 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 don't always do chopped in like yeah. I don't know. The, the expe- expectations are pretty low, and you also know how to cook things well. So like, if you're just creative, 
you know, and you cook things well, and you have a big, you have a, you have a depth of knowledge about dishes and preparations. I think you, all I think it would, you take, would be better at it than, than all. You realize. All it would take is one thing. That's all true. it would take is one thing that I don't one recognize. One fish you've never butchered. One fish I've never seen. I mean, I don't even really know how to play a fish. Really? It's like I'm sure I could. I'm sure I, I, I had a fishmonger show me like a few times, yeah. and I was like shucking oysters, but uh-huh. like. My job was to shuck oysters. Oh, God. They weren't paying me to go, like, scale fucking fish. Right. You know? I've seen it happen enough, but, like, yeah. I haven't done it enough. I think I think with a big thing on Chopped is reconstituting cooked food, like, reconstituting things that are prepared already. Like, yeah. knowing what to do with the things that are already prepared, not drying out an already cooked pork something or... or you know what I mean, or uh... yeah, that TV credit would be nice, though. I mean, chefs get it, and then <laughs> I've covered some. You know, I get P- PR emails sometimes, and they're like, uh, "This chef has been on Chopped." And guys, I'm like, "Are yeah. you throwing me their credits right now?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "This is fucking crazy." Like they're doing like a comics. weekend at the Looney Bin. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't need to know these things. I don't care where they've been on. I TV. think you could do Hell's Kitchen. I think you could do Hell's oh, Kitchen. Oh, I have said this. We've talked about this. Hell's Kitchen looks like a fucking cakewalk. All you have to do is one station, yeah. and they tell you what to make. Yeah. It's only one station. Yeah. There's literally people fucking up. They're like, uh-huh. <laughs> all you have to do is cook asparagus, yeah. and then it comes time to cook asparagus, and Gordon flips his shit, and I'm like, you know what? I'm on his side. You yeah. had one job. Yeah. It's not like this impossible mountain like Chopped is. Yeah. Garnish is yeah. slowing down the meat station. Like, do you know how hard it is to get a bunch Dude, of more? sear scallops. Yeah. What? That's all you have to do and you <laughs> fucked it up? So how many times on that show did somebody fuck up Everybody searing scallops? Everybody fucks up scallops. That's why Everybody they have scallops on the menu. It's because it's like quick, but it's also like a thing that trips up. Like even it's just the minute you let yourself get yeah. in the weeds and overtaken by stress, that's when you start fucking up every order of scallops. You can't get in the weeds, James. Can't get in the weeds. It's the biggest life lesson there is. All right, buddy. It's time for fake food, real food part of the show where we review some fake food that uh, wants us all dead, and then some real food that probably also wants us dead, but is uh, I don't know, better and more respectable in nature. <laughs> Although I would say this fake food today is... Um, you showed me this label. It's, it's a it's, little more respectable. I, th- I don't know. It's so incredible. We, I went to the H Mart in Koreatown. It is a, uh, a Korean grocery store here in Los Angeles. I think there's like three or four of them. Uh, fucking wonderful place. Some good finds and some good deals and some good snacks. So uh, before me, I have uh, Lonely God potato chips. Uh, they're actually, I'm sorry, Lonely God potato twists. Uh, and I think they're seaweed flavored. And there's the the mascot is a little <laughs> little boy angel. Honestly, yeah. you know what it looks like? It looks like a, a a kid that died too soon and is now an angel. He did. That's yeah, the mascot looks, for these. Things. It looks like a Shirley Temple character, you know, from a movie from 1939. And uh, yeah, I can tell these are going to be up my alley. I love seaweed flavored things, James. Mm. I'm a big fan of nori. Yeah. So I'm going to give one of these a try. Just from holding it, I can already say that this is a very pleasing thing to hold in my hand. I, I like the. They're a little puffy. The texture. When you picture a twist, you're thinking of Frito Lay's. No, mm. no, no. This this is a little more uh, puffy. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's not overloaded with salt. It does have a a, no, a subtle think, seaweed flavor. In fact, I think they sweetened the seaweed. Oh, baby. I like those. 
Yeah. Those aren't um, those aren't destroying your mouth with flavor like no, they're not like um, the flavor twists, the Frito Lay's flavor twists do. The Frito Lay uh, chili cheese uh, right. twist things, yeah. Takis, yeah, yeah. These are a little more subtle. <laughs> these are nice. Those are nice. I, w- I wish there was more seaweed flavor though, but you do. I do. I love. I fucking love seaweed. Mm-hmm. My dog loves seaweed. Really. Those little, those crunchy little seaweed snacks. I got to get her some, actually. It's the most adorable thing in the world. But she just, like, crunches on them. And she loves it. The branding on these things. Lonely God. Is incredible. What a strange name for a... (laughs) And then the the God is clearly a little boy. Yeah. With a halo and and wings. I like how... It just seems like a very Christian... (laughs) version of god i love the who is also a child imagine if you met god and he was just a little kid you would be like fuck you i love the uh the sort of the asian indifference to christianity like because like christianity is synonymous with the west at this point it's not really a middle eastern thing anymore it's not really an african thing anymore which is how it began and uh now it's this thing that's associated with the west and there's you know the world over there is a there is a tired there's a tiredness and a boredom of the West's stuff. Do you think that they're just like making fun of us for this reason? I think this. I think it's just a cute image. When you it's are a cute. person who doesn't give a shit about heaven and hell and God yeah. and demons, and you have your own religion that's based on your own stuff and your own folklore from your own country, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you see the, all the heaven shit and you see a bunch of Christian paintings, you're like, what the fuck? Guy has wings. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> the, so you just similar, draw it because it looks cool. It's there like, is sim- similar imagery happening here because the little boy god who's lonely also has not only a halo but he has a little wand with a star at the end of it. Yeah, and it, there's magic coming off of it. Some and, fairy and he, godmother kind of. He's, he's flying over a small little town. Yeah. So he's blessing this entire town. A small little European town with some turrets and some some Tudor uh, little buildings. So doesn't it hit home a little bit? Like, oh, yeah, God is, like, pretty fucking lonely. <laughs> That's, like, the first thing you should think of when you think of God. It's as like, soon as the... there's nobody like him <laughs> or her, and it must be lonely being God. It must be lonely being everything. <laughs> yeah. All at the same time. <laughs> I wonder if "lonely" is the wrong uh, translation of this of these the the words oh, here, yeah, and I wonder if it, God is the wrong translation yeah. of these what if words. It's, what, here. If, what if they were trying to say "solo guy" or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. something? You're like, oh, that would have been yeah, single man potato twists, uh, angel living on his own and loving it, single and loving it, angel, single and loving it, angel, not or maybe it is. Maybe they are supposed to trying to say uh, child who tragically died. Yeah. And is now blessing a town with uh, potato twists. Yeah, ghost corn. I'm, ca- <laughs> I'm getting that vibe. Um, so speaking of uh, H Mart, the sort of uh, Filipino, I think, uh, the si- sister to that place, I feel like is Equal Rock Plaza. Oh, yeah. Which is um, pretty much like the s- similar version of H Mart, which is like specialized uh, grocery store. You're thinking of Seafood City, which is seafood in Eagle City. Rock Plaza. Seafood City Eagle is Rock in... Plaza is 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 a Filipino mall. Yes, in Eagle Rock, it's a yes. full mall. There's a Chuck E. Cheese and full a Macy's mall. and a gigantic Target. There's also 
A Salad Master. Did you see the Salad Master? Salad Master. I almost pointed it out, but I wanted to save it. There's a store called Salad Master. Salad Master. And I was like, what the fuck is this place? And I walked up. It was closed, of course. It says they only take appointments. Crazy. Why have a place in the mall if you're only accepting appointments? And I think they just sell, um, oh, yeah, premium uh, stainless steel cookware that, that inspires better cooking, healthier living, and a variety of delicious opportunities. Okay. It's a pretty good copy. It's like a Tupperware <laughs> store. First, people also ask, why is Salad Master so expensive? So apparently it's... <laughs> but I just love the... I'm like, Salad Master is like... Yeah. It's just some shitty educational video game about, yeah, exactly. about, about eating healthy. <laughs> yeah, Salad Master like. comes on like a Broderbund yeah, like, software sampler. <laughs> right. When your school buys eight computers, right. you just get Salad Master <laughs> right. for free. It's some Microsoft game where, yeah, you're only like Mario in Salad Master. It's like the Mario where he teaches you about eating healthy. They're like, oh, Christ. Yeah, that um, one homeschooled kid has never played Mario and he's never watched a cartoon, but he likes Salad Master yeah, he a over lot. his house and he's like, you guys want to play Salad Master? Uh, I think my mom said she was picking me up early. Yeah, sorry, I'm going to walk home. <laughs> you live seven miles away. Yeah, well... I'm not playing Salad Master. So we went to, um, we went into the uh, Eagle Rock Plaza. Uh, there's a seafood city, uh, aptly named. Is it? It seems like they sell all kind of different things. Well, other seafood, than seafood city has a giant. I don't know if you walked in the store, Danny, but they the the whole what would typically be the entire. You know, how you go say you go into a Vons or a Ralphs or yeah. Safeway or Kroger, and there'll be an entire huge deli thing. Maybe a little sushi station, and then all of the deli meats lined up in a cooler thing, and a cheese area. In Seafood City, that is all just tanks and tanks of live crabs, live lobsters, and splayed in half fish fillets. They, oh, that's great. They have a gigantic fishmongery section, I didn't... and you can go and say hi to the crabs, Danny, and hi to the lobsters, oh, that's and fucked. I love to. That's fucked up. Yeah. No, I don't want to weigh that. Oh, I love I love looking at those crustaceans. I, I bet they it. got all kind of good stuff there. I bet they have good. Yeah, I love finding like unique little deals at some of these places. Mm-hmm. H Mart. I mentioned this to you. Mm-hmm. King oyster mushrooms for dirt cheap. Uh, big I got ass mushrooms. Big ass king oyster mushrooms. Football size mushrooms. Uh, they're they're yeah they're meaty and good. And I and I bet you would find some sort of similar deal. Mm-hmm. Every little place yeah. has like a few things that I'm like, you got this for fucking dirt cheap here. Yeah. And I want to find out what that is with Seafood City. But right next to Seafood City, you're right in the middle of all this and these giant escalators is uh, the four corners of Filipino fast casual fast food. Yeah. There's there's a um there's a Jollibee. Jollibee's the king of the heap and King of the Heap. Yeah. There's a uh is it Chow King? Chow King, which is the the Chinese inspired fast yes. food place. Then there's a Crispy Town. Crispy Town. Which is Seafood City affiliated. Yeah. And also a Grill City. Grill City. I love just keep that theme. Yeah. Towns and cities yeah. and like yeah. I think that's great. And so we went to um, Crispy Town, and we went to Chow King. That's right. And I got a half pound each, way too much, <laughs> of crispy chicken skin and uh, chicharrones and yeah. some uh, lumpia. Yeah. That, so Crispy Town, you asked me. You were like, do they have any vegetables or anything? I'm like, buddy, I don't think so. I haven't I, seen I, any deep fried broccolis or cauliflowers or anything like I that. I think they, they did have like some sort of like bean cake or okay. yukoi or something, yeah. and they were out. But it's just an entire steam table of food that's fried food. Deep fried. That's been Breaded, f- deep fried. That's been fried. Yeah. That they're not really frying to order, but I would say that 
some of that stuff you don't really need to. Like yeah. the chicken skin that we had is fucking good. That chicken skin that we had. From What's better than chicken fat? I mean, to yeah. me, chicken chicken fat's the new pork fat. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Oh yeah, chicken fat's the new pork fat. You think so? I think so. I know a lot of people are getting really into duck fat. I know duck fat has mm. been a trendy product for mm, but, a few years. But duck duck fat is got the duck fat fries. You can buy it right. straight off the shelf. You know. Okay, so here's okay. Duck fat is a little elitist. It's associated with fine dining. Yeah. Um, it's expensive, and it's been around product. for a long time. We're talking about like old school French cooking now. Yeah. Confit. Confit. You know, and and, and duck fat. Um, but chicken fat is a little more ubiquitous, a little more yeah. approach, approachable. And, chicken fat um, is super cheap. I mean, the the bone-in skin on chicken thighs, which are probably the best piece of the chicken, are yeah. the cheapest per pound at the grocery store. It's true, and you're right. They're the, they're the hardest thing to fuck up. Chicken thighs taste the best. Delicious. Um, and the skin is. I mean, yeah. People. I, I feel like schmaltz is becoming a little trendy. People are starting to understand yeah. that, like, you know, rendered out chicken fat uh, is you know delicious and oh, you yeah. can fry things with it and add it to things and I, I mean i was putting it pesto for a little bit yeah i was replacing it with olive oil and doing like a chicken, really chicken I, I sold it for a couple of weeks yeah chicken, chicken fat chicken fat pesto, pesto. yeah oh i mean there was God. some olive oil in it because i had to but now does that um, not get fun does how does chicken fat not get funky in the fridge uh it will it has a, it has a short uh, shelf life yeah so like i made a stock trip skimmed off the chicken fat threw it in a pesto and sold it like a day later okay two days later but it will um yeah rather easily but this fucking big ass half pound of uh crispy chicken fat (laughs) chicken skin that we ordered came in a submarine sandwich paper bag yeah which i loved i was like it first of all it's the perfect vehicle for fried food yeah it's a tall thin paper bag that you just stick your hand in perfect perfect shape for shoving a hand (laughs) deep down and gorging right it's it's like oh it's like a taller thinner like bag of popcorn yeah i love that they arrived at that conclusion where they were like let's just use these summary sandwich bags yeah that is like some real fun delightful (laughs) yeah shit um it was great. I thought there, and it comes with that little side of um, like spicy vinegar. There's yeah, probably right. a word for it, and I sound stupid. Uh, uh, what's what's it what's it called in uh, in Vietnamese food? The little vinegar sauce that that you get with uh, everything. Christ, uh, 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 I don't know. I'm so close to saying it. You want to Google it real quick? Yeah. Um, it was clear. Yeah. It was vinegary. It was a little spicy. And when you have something fatty like chicharron or chicken skin, like there's no better like dipping sauce. Nok chom. That's what I was Nok thinking. Nok Yeah, it reminds me of nok chom in Vietnamese. Yeah. I'm sure there's a yeah. word for it. And look, there's so much about Filipino food that I don't fucking know. Yeah. And I'm learning like, I don't know, a lot of people should be. But I like Crispy Town. They oh, have God. smelts, which you I, I rarely see. Uh, I don't, they're probably not great. Whole head on tail on salt and pepper shrimp. I really wanted you to get yep, some of those. I know. You I shit. I shit the bed there. Feel betrayed. Uh, I should have, and I didn't. And uh, uh, all kind of fri- yeah, fried fish. Disappointed and stuff in and the chicharron. I wanted the chicharron to have yeah. some more sassy spice going on. It was very straightforwardly fried and unadorned. And I'm used and, to my and Mexican thin little strips. I, yeah. I, I I like them a little thicker. And I'm used to the Mexican chicharron, which is going to have some stuff on it. It's going to have some seasonings and chili, chili, like chili, yeah. Yeah, ch- yeah, chili paste or whatever the fuck, lemon or something, something. Oh god, if yeah. you squeeze the lemon on in that bag, oh, almost it would, like chipotle, would have been completely different. Damn, 
But the chicken skin was worth it, and it's called Crispy Town, and I'm behind any place called Crispy Town. Crispy Town, and it's right around the corner from Grill City if you're feeling a little heavy from the crisp. See, I'm I'm going through the line at Grill City first, and I'm going around okay. and getting one thing from Crispy Town. I'm getting either a little thing yeah. of lumpia to right. have alongside my barbecue white rice kind of chop suey thing. Yes. And, or I'm getting I'm maybe getting one entire That's shrimp as just sort of a crunchy attack. That's the <laughs> crunch attack. That's uh, that's probably the move. Yeah. And then we went to Chow. Uh, Chow King is my Chow personal. King. Chow King's your jam. Save. What's that? It's Ch- my jam. Yeah. And I go to that that uh, mall a lot. You know, Mitch Hedberg uh, said that he liked to not to write at coffee shops, but to write at the Target uh, cafeteria area. That's where Mitch Hedberg liked to write jokes. Really? Yeah, he liked to be sort of in the belly of the beast, so to speak. He liked to be in like an extremely mediocre and normal place. That's where he felt inspired. And I tend to go right since I was a teenager, I've been right I you know, I tried to be a poetry professor at first in college. That was like my the first direction that I had in life, you know, because I was sick of being an actor and writer and stuff. Or whatever. Not writer, but Anyway, I've always written in food court areas. That's like a fun oh, place wild. to I be. You see a bunch of know that. dumb people. You see a bunch of weird shit, and you hear weird things, and it's inspiring to me. I like capitalism. Not really. Not like the system. Not like, you know, yeah. I'm cool, hippy-dippy. Hey, I'm doing the Richard Nixon peace signs right now. I'm a socialist yeah. or whatever. But capitalism to me is very entertaining. I love being around all the red lights that say, buy stuff, you idiot. That's where I like thinking of things. So. Yeah. Oh, we're all very yeah. broken in that sense. Yeah, we are. And and I was I mentioned this to you too. Uh, boy, it, there's no better post-pandemic activity than aimlessly walking around a mall or a plaza. I mean, that's mall. like it's a. You either go there with your mom and you're having a nice day, oh, or God. you go there with your friends and you're having a nice day. Even better. Um, you know, but uh, where else does your mom like fucking open up besides like? A mall walk or like Olive Garden. Like I can't get right. my mom to tell me. Uh, the th- three minutes into walking around a mall, my mom's <laughs> like, "Well, when I was seventeen, this thing you've never heard about yeah. happened." I'm like, "Fuck the magic of the mall walk." Yeah. Oh, she'll get talking on a mall walk. She'll get talking on the mall mom- walk. That's how you get your mom to spill the beans on what's happening. In she the won't family. go to therapy, but she will tell you about the man she killed. Chow King, uh, Pansit, fried chicken. We had some more lumpia there. We had. Pork buns? Yeah, we had these little bola bola chopaos. What's a, is that what we Bola eat? bola is the Filipino style. Right. Chopao, which it's very, I mean, dim sum. Uh, Chow King is this Chinese-inspired Filipino fast food. Yeah. So it's Chinese food, but it is for a Filipino audience. So the bola bola is a dim sum for a Filipino audience. <laughs> And uh, so it wrapped, has, yeah, wrapped in um, like, you know, ra- wrapped up like a burger at a fast food joint. This is what I'm saying by for a Filipino audience. The portions on the dim sum are way bigger than when you go to a dim sum place. And oh, the Chinese, yeah. The Chinese oh, yeah. dumplings That's are a, so It's tiny. a great point. Well, yeah, yeah. dim sum restaurants like a yeah. whole different beast. It is. Um, it but, is. But this is the fast food riff on that. Um, I, I walked away from today just like, man, I don't. Like America, obviously, is probably the king of fast food. Yeah, but nobody's crushing it right now. I mean, Filipino food is it's built for fast food. It's built for fast food, and uh, they're the places we went to today, and like Jollibee, and like man, they're crushing it. Even though that the bun, the Filipino yeah. pork bun, wrapped up like a burger, I'm like, this fucking makes sense to me. 
Yeah. It, make, it makes so much sense. It's delicious. Uh, you know, spring rolls, things like crunchy lupia uh, or lumpia, Uh, all that stuff like makes so much sense as like a fast food, fast casual Mm -hmm. uh, uh, vehicle. So we'll do do a full episode of Jollibee at some point. Um, Yeah, Jollibee was able to withstand McDonald's moving to the Philippines in the 80s. Yeah. And Jollibee survived. People were worried. About Jolly Bee really? not being able to survive when fact, wow. when, it, when McDonald's came, but Jolly Bee bet on Filipino uh, cuisine, and McDonald's, you know, McDonald's. Is that tries, how it happened? Well, what's that? Is that how it happened? Yeah, McDonald's went to uh, McDonald's the, showed up to the Philippines, and uh, Jolly Bee had been there, and everybody thought Jolly Bee was going to close because Jolly Bee wow, was the McDonald's that. of the Philippines. But uh, is McDonald's doing banana spaghetti? No. <laughs> is McDonald's doing bone-in fried chicken? No. Is McDonald's yeah. doing uh, hamburger steaks with mushroom gravy over white rice? No. Yeah. They might throw one little bone with the... I, we, we'd have to look up with the McDonald's in the Philippines what their stupid little right. thing is that's right. trying to be local. Because every McDonald's in every country, you know, the McDonald's in Hawaii have Spam and the McDonald's yeah. in Japan have teriyaki, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll have to do a full Jollibee because there's a lot to taste at Jollibee, more than you think, Daniel. That, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I didn't want to get too... So we're gonna two, do that later. Two nuts today, but I I really uh, I really enjoy. I don't know, man. Very comforting to be inside of a uh, mall uh, eating eating good and interesting junk, junk. <laughs> good and interesting Filipino junk, yeah, yeah, and yeah. not fucking Sabaro or yeah. whatever the fuck. Like Subway. I, I, it's one of those things, man. Like I said, like boy, I'm glad I'm <clears throat> in Los Angeles right now. Yeah, because there's things like this. Uh, you're going. When are you going back? You're going back soon. I'm going back uh, to, to Austin. To, no, 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 no. <laughs> no when, when are you going back to uh, 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 the Eagle Rock Plaza? Uh, I'm going to go back to Eagle Rock Plaza next week. When uh, you um, ate with me today, I had been there the day before. This is a regular haunt of mine. Oh, okay. I so you like going, to go there. You're going regularly. I will go back in a month. Um, stone cold sober. Uh, maybe by myself. <laughs> I, I live close. I mean, I live near a great Target now. Oh, yeah. But I think I'll make a trip to this Target just mm-hmm. so I can take a walk around. And even being inside H Mart and stuff, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to be spending a little more time in these yeah. uh, plazas. You know, it's And it's good to do. And, and wherever you live, you have an Asian market like this. It, yeah. Big or small, you have one. And I highly recommend if you ever are going to make like a Thai curry or something like that. Something that's like, or I make a lot of Japanese diner food. Mm -hmm. Go to these like little Asian markets and just look at the labels, even if you can't read them. Cause like the, the little, the little curry starter at Whole Foods sucks. Go buy, go bet on one in an Asian market. It'll be spicier. It'll be more what you're actually going for. Have fun. Explore. Especially if you're in Los Angeles, it's like, man, and, if you're in Los Angeles and you're eating at like Subway, like what are you fucking yeah, doing? Yeah. You have so many other options and like things to explore and like, you know, there's and it's not like this is better for you. No, there's shitty food too. Yeah. That is at least interesting. It's and, as like, just yeah. it's just as deliciously bad for you and will be more illuminating yeah. and interesting. Yeah, we need to also say that it is bad for you. Oh yeah, it's it, fast food. It's a, you ba- should at it's least, a bag full of chicken skin. If you're gonna eat fast food, you sh- it should be interesting. Yeah. I think so. That's you know what that is a that is a tenet to how I eat. Yeah, that is that's something I really believe in.
James, it is, uh, we're going to do some special topics, some special food topics. I got a couple. Uh, one thing that I do want to talk about is uh, I, every chance I get, I tell people I'm off Twitter now. I say that a lot. You're um, really little, you're really proud of yourself. Your eyes kind of like I'm dr- your eyelids kind of <laughs> drop down like a Pixar character <laughs> that just got away with something. You're really pleased with this. I, I'm not on Twitter shit. Like I'm supposed to feel like a fucking loser because I'm man, on Twitter. You're, you're you're taking it. I mean, if you you can take it personally if you want to. I got a Google alert for when QE2 dies. I want to know. I want to know when Queen Elizabeth croaks. Okay? I will say that's, Twitter's gonna tell me the moment it happens. That is. The thing that I noticed the most, first of all, I am pleased with myself, just insofar as like, oh, it has been better for me. Mm -hmm. It's not that I'm not ever on it. I go, if I'm like, oh, fucking some baseball thing, I can still, you know, click on a tweet and see the tweet. Um, And every so often I hear something. Yeah. uh, Like some, like somebody got canceled. Somebody told me about everything that happened with uh, Ellie Kemper or something. So you still and you so still I, go I find out. Well, I'm hearing about things in person. You've now, broken up with your girlfriend. It's just sometimes you drive by her house for a little bit, just for thirty seconds. You maybe look in a window. I, I don't. Moment. I'm not enjoying that metaphor. Um, <laughs> but uh, something that I re- something I realized. Yeah. Uh, where I was like, you know, because I'm like, I can't say that I'm happier. I don't know. Uh-huh. But one thing that happened where I was like, oh wow. Yeah. I would have known about this instantly, yeah. and it would have upset me, and I would have f- done a deep dive on this whole thing and probably lost an afternoon. I had no idea that Chrissy Teigen like pretty much got canceled like two weeks ago, and basically what happened was she had uh, messaged uh, somebody ten years ago, uh, like a teenager, like telling them to like kill themselves, take a dirt nap, and <laughs> and is what she said, and she tweeted all this shit about how this person should kill themselves. Now, was it a teenager that deserved it? And <laughs> maybe the teenager deserved it. I mean, these teens today can be pretty. Boy, bad. they can be pretty out of hand. They can get pretty out living of hand. their lives as a father. Uh, and uh, people like uh, gang up on her, uh, Chrissy and stuff. And uh, you know, um, all, all she had to do was stay offline, and she couldn't do it. But I'll say this, man: I really don't care that much about what somebody said ten years ago. Yeah, and she did apologize. Uh, now, if we can just get her to apologize for her recipe for cacio e pepe, I would be. <laughs> golden arugula james she puts arugula in it yeah now one of the few things i did was because i was like you know i i know that i'm not on board with most celebrity chefs you know what i'm saying like even watching stanley tucci make pasta you're Uh like this isn't an expert doing it no hosting the tv show is great right but chrissy teigen sells a lot of cookbooks and i was like before i fucking criticize any of her things i was like i at least want to read some of her recipes the first thing that came up was a recipe for cacio e pepe that included arugula and pancetta. <laughs> and I was like, this is the laziest recipe I've ever read in my life. And she's doing the thing that so many irresponsible white chefs do, which is they cook a, in another person's cuisine and co-opt it and sell it yeah. without knowing fuck all yeah. about the culture. James, sure. there are four traditional Roman pastas. There is carbonara, there is amatriciana, there is cacio e pepe, and then there's alla gricia. Right. Okay. What's allegricia? So here we go. Allegricia is guanciale, pasta water, pecorino romano. Okay. Cacio e pepe, pasta water, black pepper, parmigiano reggiano. Now sometimes, if you had an allegricia and it had parmigiano reggiano, you might not blink an eye. Yeah. But these dishes are rooted in simplicity Mm. and the fact that there's only three ingredients. And so adding, first of all, if there's any guanciale, pancetta, that's already is an allegricia. Okay. 
It's all already. It's no longer cacio e pepe. No, it's a pork dish. It's, it's a pork dish. It's not a cheese it's a pork pasta, dish. Yeah, hundred percent. Cacio e pepe is defined by its simplicity. And then arugula is. What are, like, the, what are the words? It's it's cheese and pepper, right? Isn't it. that what cacio and pepe? Yeah, it's means? not cacio yeah. e pepe with fucking butternut squash and you know <laughs> yeah. zucchini noodles or whatever the fuck you're doing. It's yeah. no longer the dish. But cacio e pepe is such a like. We know that we know that dish now. Yeah, that's become popularized. Yeah. So she put it in her cookbook. She put her lame ass, tepid, no substance spin on it, mm-hmm. and then sold it. And shit like that bothers me. It bothers mm-hmm. me when white chefs do it. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me when rich celebrities do it. Yeah. And uh, I got so I was so mad when I read the recipe. I wanted to throw a pizza onto somebody's roof, like in Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> you know when he just tosses the pizza on somebody's roof. I wanted to go do that. Yes. Um. Just very upsetting, and and I just think like I don't know, man. Like, it might seem crazy to care about this sort of thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. This is my world, and yeah. when I see when I see people like fucking up things like this yeah. and doing it to sell my, and then seeing the books on Target, I'm like, you are offering nothing <laughs> to the discourse <laughs> on this. You are you are adding negative, yeah, to to the 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 conversation but about. She's so cute on the cover with their big cheeks and her like her yeah. her windblown hair. Oh, I'm a busy mom, but I still know how to glam it up. I should also say that uh, I completely understand that people love to tear down women, and yeah. she is a woman of color. Yeah. And I have read responses to some of her things on Twitter before. That's like you know she's like cooking eggs in olive oil is like the best way to cook eggs in my opinion. Something I fully agree with. And then some yeah. stupid-ass man is in the comments like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Fuck it. Every real chef uses butter to cook eggs. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, they don't. Like, what a weird thing to also, get up yeah, in arms about. yeah, why are about. you screaming at a woman about eggs? On Twitter. Do it on your podcast right now. Do it on is your that podcast. What you're saying? I, well, here's the thing. I think I have a valid point. I think you do. I think I have a valid point. And uh, it's just one of those things that I've wanted to get out there for so long. Yeah. As I'm just like, arugula it does feel a lazy little, yeah lazy yeah, it is it's it it feels she but when your publicist says that you have to put out another cookbook yeah. called cravings she's i don't know well she it's it's a tough thing in the branding world isn't it where <clears throat> she has said two things that she is a beautiful lady who wears bikinis in fast and furious movies and she's a mama yeah and your options if you're gonna do the whole thing of going from model you know, look at me, I'm hot, to domestic. Yeah. Domestic world, there's really only a few places you can go with that as far as media, yeah. right? And cooking, cooking show, cooking brand, yeah. Instagram, recipes, yeah. food. I mean, everybody has to go into that. Jennifer Garner has to do that right now. She's throwing up terrible recipes. Is she really? Thing. Yeah. she got plenty of Capital One money. Plenty of J.J. Abrams money. I wouldn't do it if I was she would, but she's doing it. And you know what? I love Jennifer. I love looking I at Jennifer. I still like Jennifer Garner. She's I, cute. I, she's nice. I will funny. say that I, I, if Chrissy Teigen is like putting, because I believe her father's Thai or, or um, something like that. But if she's putting out like recipes for Thai food and like, and that's in, that's in Target, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. And I, and I do like that. And I do believe that she loves food mm. and has been cooking for a long time mm. and all of those things I, she I, likes I, to cook genuinely she probably 100%, likes to cook i'm sure she grew up in like i and i don't really know her full story but i believe that she grew up with like a passion for cooking mm. but as soon as you start monetizing these things yeah. and they go in and they start going super commercialized and then you're putting out sometimes bullshit recipes mm-hmm. and you know i'm like oh you open yourself up to like i don't know i th- feel like those spots 
I'd rather see so many other mm. women, women of color in that spot selling those things to Target. Yeah. Nicole Ponseca, amazing Filipino chef. You mm. know, people like that, like, bam, put put that fucking book yeah. in Target and not this like cookie cutter shit that you see. I don't know. Maybe as like somebody who writes about food, this gets under my skin. But, uh, you know, look, seems shit talky, but Bourdain did the same thing, man. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I think there's something to be said for uh, railing against celebrity chefs. Chrissy and, Teigen, uh, Anthony Bourdain, both famous for kind of being a little politically incorrect, saying wild, hilarious shit all the time. It's true. Can you imagine how Anthony Bourdain might have owned the world if he didn't look like a Pirates of the Caribbean extra? <laughs> Who said you're too, the the costume designer said you're too scary looking you're fired oh, we can't put you in the movie scary looking uh, but in a very handsome way he's handsome he's the kind of ugly man that women spoon over oh, for sure buddy I don't know I I know so many women that find him attractive I know but but women women like there's a kind of ugly handsome there's a and kind Bourdain, of handsome Bourdain man that's handsome? ugly Jesse Plemons is ugly handsome <laughs> okay, uh, that- there's <laughs> lots there's lots of men who are just who are what a what a great first ugly. example. What a great You know first what example. I'm talking about? I do. <laughs> Donald Trump is ugly handsome. Okay. He's as you, ugly handsome as it you comes. You lost me. You lost me on Trump. You can't go from Jesse Plemons to Women Trump. think Trump is hot. That is And he's categorically ugly. not true. No, it's true. It's true. N- no women, women whose hair continues from their scalp to 3 feet above their head think okay. Donald Trump is super attractive they love his the weird way his his neck waddles like a turkey oh god yes they that's love his a, breasts that's a that's a bummer yeah um okay okay i i guess i accept it just a wide spectrum of anthony Bourdain is ugly hot for sure okay he's ugly and he's hot chrissy Teigen is just hot she's just hot and that's a huge yeah. i think part of the, it's the mix of wit and and sort of uh, being sassy and frank. Yeah. That's a that's a um, that's a quality that's not necessarily associated with the prim and proper millionaire's wife. The you know what I mean, the typical thing. But it's 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 typical. Well, she used to be those things. It's typical to middle middle America. She I think that's why people like used to Chrissy be Teigen. Like a lot. I don't want to say sassy, but I mean she was saying like horrific shit. In general, ten years ago, like if you look we at if, all were well, I mean, coming out of the two thousands, that was the that I was, was never the, DMing people to they should kill themselves. No, no, no. But, uh, many of yeah. us were not doing that. Yeah, um, that I would call that a diva moment. That's a little bit of a I, diva I, moment. I, I mean, that's some like Reddit troll shit. I think <laughs> um, that's like for dark corners of the internet where you tell someone to take a dirt nap. What are you in the mob? Yeah, but like, I'm guessing that Mariah Carey doesn't know how to use a computer and has never needed to learn. And I'm sure Mariah Carey has said way meaner stuff to people under her station. Uh, I, uh, I, I realized that when I was on Twitter, I was spending too much time thinking about Chrissy Teigen. Weird celebrities. Yeah, yeah why? Weird, weird celebrities and like, well, because... The, I never think bl- about Chrissy it's Teigen. It's blasting these things at you. And yeah. unless you mute the words Chrissy Teigen, yeah. you're going to continue seeing them. That's you true. I, yeah, I feel like I know more about... Chrissy Teigen specifically from the day that her breast implants were taken out than I do about any other accomplishment she's ever. That was like one whole day where just like lots of people were talking about Chrissy Teigen's tweet that she was getting her implants taken out. 
Yeah, I. Uh, like, boy, why do I, I know any of this? I don't want to say too much more about her, but we I, don't go to church with these people. Why do I know about this? <laughs> I'll just say that uh, at you know I I often am like you know Italians way too rigid about their food, all these things, and then as soon as I saw the thing for cacio e pepe, I was like arugula, how <laughs> fucking dare you? Uh, it bothered me. Your I, fingers like you're resisting it, but your fingers right. slowly close into the Italian <laughs> chef pinch. <laughs> That's how I clench my fist when I'm angry. Is you it uh, got the cheese and the pasta water? Anyway, um, <laughs> four classic Italian uh, Roman dishes mm-hmm. can't really change them. It's one can't of the few things you can change. It's not adobo. It's not. It's not. It's not a dish to be freestyled. Uh, you know, it ceases to become the this the amount the, the words. So you're mad at her for it. using the words cacio e pepe, which to me no, says no. that you would be a great chop judge, because chop judges if you ta- if you say something is a taco and you take it to our, uh, our our own Sanchez and you set it down, yeah. he's like, okay, for first of all, a taco. That's you know that's going to be a small corn tortilla with diced onions and cilantro. Yes. I don't like we don't really put cheese on tacos. Or if you bring him a mole, he's like, well, actually, most Mexican moles right. do not have chocolate. They're stewed for right. forty eight hours. Right. Yeah, yeah. If it if it was a if it was a cacio a labeling issue. Listen, if it was a cacio e pepe with glass noodles and it had Sichuan peppercorn and it had some sort of funky cheese that I didn't recognize. Yeah. Those components still add up too. You can, Peppers and cheese, cheese and, pepper, yeah. and starch, yeah. and so like I would, I I would accept that. What makes me upset about it, as a food writer yeah. and somebody who spends all day, yeah, thinking about these things, and yeah. I think I put a lot of thought into the things that I write about mm. and the things that I say. It's just somebody having no regard for the cuisine. <laughs> it's not a part of Italian cooking, yeah, and they didn't spend any time to pay their respects to the cuisine or to, to learn anything or to say anything about the dish or the country and then they're just selling it in a cookbook. If you're going to co-opt the culture, mm-hmm. do it right at least. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're home state and you're selling breakfast tacos mm-hmm. and they're named after streets in Austin yeah, and you don't have cactus on the menu, like that's the lifeblood of all these places. Yeah. I don't know. You're not really doing it right. Yeah. And so at least steal the culture correctly. Yeah. Sure. I guess is my point. Oh, it's, um, it's definitely, it's different from a restaurant. A, a cookbook is a purely theoretical exercise. You're not cooking any of this stuff for anybody. You are yeah. presenting the idea of these dishes, and you're saying that with the sky being the limit on a cookbook, when you can really do anything, why wouldn't you do it correctly? You have the room to, especially with your brand. But, you I know, mean, how interesting what? is a traditional cacio e pepe recipe going to be in a Chrissy T and cookbook? You can find that recipe in 30 seconds on Google. It's, a dish, it's, it's a dish that's been around for centuries. Yeah, and your addition to the conversation is arugula. Yeah. You know who was right about this shit and no one wants to admit it? Uh, Alison Roman. She had, her, she had her own set of problems with some of the recipes that she put out. And, you know, sort of like pulling from a global pantry and not paying respects. You know, she was yeah, like, yeah. she called a curry. She's the soup. Like it's a, an episode of Friends. It was called The Stew, and she made a curry, and everyone was like, you made a fucking curry? Yeah. And you didn't mention Indian cuisine at all or, yeah, or, or yeah, Thai yeah. food, and like, you know, and she just didn't pay her. But she was right about Chrissy Teigen when she said that, you know, Chrissy Teigen is just, you know, it's, it scares her to be a, a factory farm, just churning out, just churning out content and, and not really putting too much thought behind yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, 
she was right. She was right. Um, boy, if any of that gets me in trouble, uh, I will. I stand by everything I just said. Alison Roman, come on the show. I like Alison Roman. Um, okay, final thing to talk about. We've got a little bit of time. Takeout article, website that I write for, was yeah. not involved in this one. What's the best food to eat at an airport? Now, they had uh, a couple um, suggestions for this. I think like three people chimed in. I'll tell you. Yeah, tell me. That if you're eating at an airport, if I'm eating at an airport, mm-hmm. I fucked up. Yeah. Some, I, I'm all, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. I, and, it and, and if I'm eating at an airport, I'm like, is my flight delayed? Am I stuck here? Mm. Is it a... I don't want to eat a meal at an airport. I, I'm just trying to... It's almost like a gas station visit on a road trip. Yeah. I don't want to eat my meal at that gas station. No. But I want to pick up something, maybe some jerky or some peanuts, yeah. some water, just to tie me over until I get to Good a example. real place with food. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You're, you're on your drive from uh, Tennessee to New Orleans. You don't really right. want to eat from the chicken nuggets at the uh, at the hot bar of the gas right. station in the middle of Arkansas. 100%. You want to hold on for some of that etouffee when you get down. You have planned going. poorly, yeah. and uh, you need to find some joy Handful in your life. Handful of nuts, banana, and a little yeah. thing of the cheese. Honey, let's get to the airport early so we can eat at Bobby Flay's restaurant in Memphis. or whatever. I, I don't. What's the <laughs> point of doing that? Um, I get it. You 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 you're late for your flight and everything, and it's it's so stressful because you you're traveling with two year olds and everything. But I want you to come into my restaurant. We're gonna feed you for thirty five dollars a person, and we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a really good time, and you and we're gonna get you on your flight. You you can be able to hear the lady screaming at you, but it's it's worth. I mean, this is I I I create a bunch of dishes specifically for the airport audience. Thirty five is light, my friend. Probably thirty five dollars for an airport. I mean, that's li- that's no drinks. Yeah, uh, at a re- at a restaurant like that, it's almost becoming Vegas in a way where, like, yeah, suddenly Vegas realized, like, hey, we can have good restaurants here, and yeah. now they have some of the best food in the world. Yeah, in Vegas, and I think airports are slowly following suit, where you see at least the local brands from the town. Uh, airports you know. use lots of the airports are a civic endeavor. Yeah, they are. They are done. They're businesses. Yes, that are done by cities and states to mm-hmm. uh, almost as like a uh, it, it's a literal port, and that's where they start the tourism business. As soon as you land, when you land in Nashville. American Idol finalist Bucking Covington reminds you to recycle. <laughs> now, Manit Chowen, speaking of chefs, oh, Manit yeah. Chowen is a Nashville celebrity. Okay. She moved her whole family there. That's where she raises her kids, and she has like seven restaurants in downtown Damn, Nashville. I kind of love and it when people do that. I love Manit Chowen. And I, I, I think it's really cool that she picked Nashville. Yeah. Because Nashville is hurting for good Indian food. Yes. Um, Nashville has yes. A, Nashville has a gigantic, uh, a growing Asian population and a gigantic Middle Eastern population. Not a lot of people know that. So the, it's becoming a more global city. Um, I do think that uh, it needs more Iraqi stuff. They're like, I'm waiting for an Iraqi food kind of thing oh, wow. to happen in Nashville because Nashville has the highest population of Kurdish people outside of Iraq. Wow. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, stuff like that. So Manit Chowen is now in the thing, and then, you know, it goes on to, this is Blake Shelton. Remember not to pee too weird all over the urinals. Keep it <laughs> keep it on that puck the entire time. Hi, this is Casey Musgrave. Smoking stations are outside, but leave the weed at home. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you know, you, they have all the, the Nashville celebrities. <laughs> keep come it on, on the puck. 
Hey, this is Kix Brooks reminding <laughs> reminding you to stay six feet away from somebody unless they look like a terrorist or a liberal or lesbian. <laughs> then get up on them and breathe real weird. Oh, shit. Cue up a Friends episode on your Netflix on your phone and start laughing real hard into their ear. <laughs> Just suggesting that you gaslight. <laughs> Gaslight anybody. Um, uh, yeah, they use these things as like a way to say this is where we are. And Nashville has a Neely's barbecue buddy, I, in, in the Nashville airport. You, it's you know? a great There's point. places like that. Airport is where the tourism starts. Yeah. Now, with some of the things they mentioned in the article, um, Lillian Stone said Panda Express or, orange chicken. I kind of agree with that because that's like, it's, it's definitely bad for you. I don't know. I, that's the type of food that would put me out on a plane. If I'm, that's put a lot of out. Put me out. Put me to sleep. Oh, okay. Make me feel nice and cozy. Is that is that why it's all disgusting fast food? Is it designed so that we fall asleep and are calm on our planes? Well, that's what I would be looking for. Yeah, something you know, to knock you out. Getting a coffee in an airport is insane to me. Why do people get coffee on the plane, before yeah. the plane? What the hell is wrong with you? If what, you have, if, what if you fly over a thunderstorm and you, that's going to be your coffee? Yeah. There's your coffee. <laughs> We flew over a thunderstorm right. the, uh, la- yesterday morning, and it was just like, God, it's like being in a blender. <laughs> oh, oh, d- you did yesterday? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't like it. I'm not, I'm the not entire, And it was the entire first half of the flight. I try to chug a big glass of wine. I, I love flying, and I love traveling, but I hate turbulence so much, and it skyrockets my heart rate. I think yeah. I might have to go on a beta blocker when I fly or something to keep my heart rate under control because I just have trouble remaining calm. Once I start bopping around, I, I I usually fly in the middle of the night to to get away from the turbulence. I don't like it. Well, no, yeah. middle of the night, I can't see what's going on outside the plane. And That's it, what freaks it, you it, out? Yep. If there's, I love it. I, which is insane. I'm, I'm in like, blissful I'm a, I'm a child, but it's like if, if the plane's shaken... You want to look out the window. I look out the window. I see. Which is good to do. I see. They I, recommend you do that. I so, And I see that everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're even. It's just some yeah. rough air. Yeah. And, and that's A-OK. When you're Boy, in, flights are fucking stressful. Flights uh, are stressful. Uh, uh, I, I will say that I'm not looking to eat at an airport. It's mainly, you know, I'm looking for gas station goodies. But if I have to, this is my go-to, and you can get these in Texas, definitely in Austin, mm-hmm. breakfast tacos. Mm. Uh, because, you know, when you get like a, let's say you get like a, a roast beef sandwich from one of those little ports, those little cold storage ports. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. not those even a convenience stands. store. It's the size of a porta potty. They got the like the, they've and, got the, like uh, the little fruit cup. That's sitting you back. Parfaits. That sandwich is sitting you back 13 bucks. And it's a shitty sandwich. It's too expensive and it sucks. The bread sucks. I have sucks. found that breakfast tacos are cheap. Yeah. Not much more expensive than when you get them in Austin. Like a, like $3 for one of these guys. Uh-huh. And uh, I can't remember the name of the place. And it's been Where couple, are you getting breakfast tacos? At a, a, I'm talking about the Austin airport specifically. Okay, okay. okay. Um, but I think you can also get them in Dallas because sometimes a lot of, a lot of your flights are I'm waiting for the Dallas. breakfast taco to spread across the country the way hot chicken has. I, I, well, I want more breakfast taco because it's hard to fuck up. Warm up the tortilla, yeah. scramble me some eggs. Strip of bacon and uh, maybe a potato or something or I, a refried bean. I don't know. I don't know that many people are doing it right here. Uh, home estate is a step in the right direction, but it's still not exactly what I'm looking for. And uh, I I prefer, I've always said this, I prefer a breakfast taco to a brex- breakfast burrito because a yeah. breakfast burrito is too much. Too much. Uh, and a, with breakfast, What are there, six eggs in those things? Right. Chill out. P- potatoes. Sometimes, it's psychopaths in San Diego want to put tater tots in there. It's yeah. 9 a.m. <laughs> 
I don't want tater tots in the middle of my fucking... <laughs> the potatoes are my favorite part of a breakfast burrito. Well, the potatoes, you can get a potato and egg. I can get a potato and egg breakfast taco in Austin for $1.75. Yeah. Um, sometimes cheaper. Yeah. Uh, but the beauty of breakfast tacos is you can get three. Mm-hmm. Nix and match. One's chorizo. One's potato. Yeah. One's cactus. And uh, that is, boy, that's less than $6. Yeah. And there's your breakfast. Breakfast burrito, usually a little more expensive. Yeah. Also, this thing. Did you have, like, I always I always had shitty roommates. Not shitty, but just, like, they ate like children. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. You, you would get a burrito from Chipotle, go, I can't eat the whole burrito, and now there's half of a burrito in foil yeah. laying in the fridge. I can't stand that. I hate it. Um, it should just be enough for one person and not, you know, uh, an entourage yeah. Yeah. of food. And so that's what I like about a, a breakfast there's tari- a big taco. Burri- we have just like a, a burrito issue. And and Danny, you just reminded me of something that's a whole other episode. Fu- food puberty. What? We all go through food puberty at different oh, times sure. in our life. We have sure. lots of friends who still eat like 13-year-olds. A hundred percent. And they're almost turning 30. Yes. Some people well into their 40s are still eating like 13-year-olds. They still haven't gone through their food puberty. That moment where you (sighs) force yourself to eat the right salad for you that wakes up your brain and goes, oh, I need vitamin A, not (laughs) fat and sugar and and, and protein all the time. Or people who are like, I don't like, someone will say, I don't like onions. And you go, what do you mean? What do you even mean? They haven't gone through food puberty. Because you will eat onions. Onions, but are you the mean best. you mean something else. You do mean you something mean else. you don't like raw onions on a salad. Yeah, or you don't like. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't. You don't like any onion. I'm like, I, buddy. You don't like. You can't suss out onions. Your palate isn't trained enough to suss out onions in every single yeah. dish. You can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> I, so, I don't like. Uh, I don't like mushrooms. I always hear beans and mushrooms are the things that people are still weirdly ten year olds about. It's like, I what's hear, wrong with you? Mushrooms don't have enough flavor for you to really hate them. And the texture that they have is identical to every meat that you love. So chill mm, kind out. Of, I, can, I can get why someone says they don't like the texture of mushrooms. I just like it. But I rarely run into those people anymore. I have heard, uh, my brother thinks this, he yeah. doesn't like mushrooms on a pizza. Doesn't think they belong on there. Which, the more I think about it, the less that I want mushrooms on a pizza. Um, I love mushrooms. We, I don't eat them on a pizza. Number one, that's the number one pizza my wife and I get is either sausage and mushroom or pepperoni and mushroom. Mushroom always. Interesting. Yeah, really? always mushroom. Wow. We usually do, and we usually do Florentine anything. Anything always has cheese, spinach, spinach. and mushrooms. Yeah. It's crazy how Florentine just means spinach now. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that's just, that's how yeah. things are labeled. If it's if it's spinach no. and mushroom and cheese. I've worked in enough 80s-style restaurants to <laughs> yeah. know this. Ravioli Florentine. Just toss it with spinach and cream? Yes, chef. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I, I say I say breakfast tacos okay. as good um, airport food. I say, uh, really, that was... We were texting about this. You yeah. ever seen a fucking Arby's in an airport? I haven't. And I feel like that's oh, yeah. got to be by design. This is what I wanted to talk about. Speaking of that text conversation, I wanted to talk about the most disappointing and frustrating smells to smell as everyone files in in their ugly sweatpants and <laughs> ugly sweatshirts and they file into the plane. Right. And they come in carrying their greasy bags with them. Most like this isn't everybody. I feel like most people are finishing their food 
and they want to forget about the food already, and then they get on the plane. Yeah, they've brought their farts onto the plane, and merely <laughs> that they not are bringing they're not bringing the food with them. But yeah. some people, classless people, people who clearly don't. I mean, they're wearing flip flops and and sweat yeah, suits, yeah, yeah. so of, of course they don't give a shit about everyone else on the plane. They come in with with these greasy bags, and what are the bags that you are most angry to smell? I mean, I'm angry about anybody bringing food with them on a plane. Any food. I, I don't want to smell any of it. Yeah. I just want to smell, you know, it's like a coffee. I want, I want to smell, I want to smell coffee and yeah. um, that's it. I Coffee's don't wa- not a bad smell. It's a bad drink to have on a plane, but bad it's drink, not a bad good smell, smell to have. Comforting smell. Comforting smell to if, have on if a plane. somebody, I'm not saying everyone should be smoking weed on a plane, but if one person was, yeah. it would set me at ease. If I yeah. smelled marijuana on a plane, I'd be oh, like. I, I do plenty. I, I, I'd feel I fly great. at midnight. Do you really? Yeah, oh, when I yeah. fly at midnight, someone's always sitting next oh, to me. Interesting. If someone has a video game with them, they also smell like weed. I find that's very common. McDonald's, Uh, man. McDonald's is the one I... okay smell. No, I don't want to smell it. You don't think so? I don't want to smell burgers. You don't think... No, the fry. McDonald's breakfast can be a good smell. The McGriddle. The biscuit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I don't want to smell a burger. No, burgers Don't want to... You're bringing a cheeseburger on a plane? Gross. What's wrong with you? Are you that yeah, who's that cartoon character that's always eating cheeseburgers? <laughs> the from from Popeye? Yeah, that guy. What's his he name? always gets lost on construction sites. <laughs> that guy. What the fuck? He's he's always on a construction site for some reason. There's always What's a steel beam spinning oh, around. God. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Okay. I don't know his name. That yeah. guy. Yeah. But that's like that it's that type of schmucky character. Oh god. Walking along, eating hamburgers wherever he goes. Now I've told you many times about the Air Canada French omelet that I had on my Air Canada first class flight. Yeah, that was seems like a definitive moment for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the first class Uh, meal tends to not be a disgusting smell. Like like if you happen to have gotten in the the premium part of the plane and they're serving you a meal on a long ass flight, mm -hmm. those usually don't smell that farty and bad. You know what I mean? I think they they adjust the menu to make sure that's what you're paying for. Smells. You're paying for the smells. You're paying for for better smells. Yeah. Uh, I would say that breakfast is something that I would like to smell. Breakfast, if we're saying coffee is a pleasant smell on a yeah. plane, therefore breakfast is also a pleasant smell. I don't want to smell lunch. I don't want to smell... Lunch is a bad smell. Don't, and this is why we started talking about Arby's. Like, imagining smelling horsey sauce on a plane. Really, where the fuck am I right now? Am I in my dad's jeans? Breakfast is rarely that processed. And lunch is right. always very processed. That's true, and I think that that's some of where the yeah gross smells. I guess it's from. a good point because yeah. because good meat is odorless. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's the bad meat that has the, they've shoving a bunch of seasonings on it and it smells yeah. nasty. Yeah, you don't really smell salami. I was. Can I tell <laughs> it doesn't you? Doesn't stink. Can I tell you a short story? And I think yeah. this is something I want to try on a plane because I need to eat probably on a plane. When it starts bopping around like a blender, yep. I need to eat something on the plane, yep. and I want to have something that's like kind of a fuller meal. I am not like Danny, everyone. I do need to eat for the plane, something <laughs> substantial. So I was reading the reviews for an Italian sandwich place. I just typed Italian sandwich into Yelp the other day just to see who was bragging about their Italian sandwiches. And uh, one of the first places that came up was a guy who flies every week, businessman, first class, Businessman flies every week, lives in LA, and he was saying that he goes to an Italian sandwich place. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was in Chinatown or something. Mm-hmm. And he orders an Italian sandwich with all of the dressing and vegetables in, on the side. 
and he takes it with him onto the plane. He puts the vegetables onto the meat and cheese sandwich, mm-hmm. and he dresses it and mm-hmm. eats that on his trip. And on the plane. On the plane. He said that it's easy to go and pick it up on the way to LAX. Who's this man again? This was some businessman who was writing a Yelp review of an Italian sandwich place. Okay. Of an Italian deli. And I thought, that's maybe a good way to go. And he's like, you've got to get the dressings and the vegetables on the side so I- that they don't get wilted and disgusting as you wait to get on your Here's what you do. Plane. Go to that Italian sandwich shop. Yeah. 15 minutes earlier before you're going to go for your flight. Yeah. Sit the fuck down at that Italian sandwich shop and eat your sandwich there. <laughs> eat it there. Don't unwrap onions and shredded lettuce <laughs> and peppers or whatever the fuck and lay out your hoagie yeah. on your small ass airport tray that is that hoagie's going to spill over this. The, the, yeah. Imagine it's a messy. Imagine sitting next to somebody unless you're the pilot. Yeah. Imagine sitting next to somebody and they take out a fucking yeah. hoagie yeah. in a bag full of lettuce. <laughs> This is my special little time. You're you're two inches from somebody's shoulder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're getting <laughs> fucking Marmaduke ass sandwich. I was thinking about doing plane. this for myself, and you're really talking me out of it. Oh my man, no! It, bad smells. Onions. Onions. Number yeah. One. Raw raw onion. No, that's a bad move. Gardeniera. Yes. Yeah. That's that's bad. I I've done some freaky shit. I I have brought blood sausage to an airport and ate yeah. it before I boarded a plane specifically because I was like I'm not bringing blood sausage on a plane why did I even bring it with me yeah um and uh you I, are a bring blood sausage on a plane motherfucker yeah. aren't you but I, I I ate it in the the terminal I didn't so <laughs> that too that's also you don't I don't no one eat at a plane no don't no people should stop eating on a plane what if I Danny got the the what if I did it the style of the Italian market we talk about a lot uh, the oh sure the, uh, the, the the sandwich at Roma Market Roma Market style. What yeah. if I just got a meat and cheese Italian sandwich? And brought it. Oh, to me it lasts yeah. through yes. security. That's why I was thinking Italian sandwich. If you just those meats are going to be fine at room temperature in your yes. carry on. And why this guy gets all of his dressings in the side is because if you put it on the sandwich, it's going to be soggy yeah. by the time. Also, okay. what is the point of getting a sandwich to eat two hours later? I don't understand. I think the Italian sandwich is the only one you can do that with. The meat and cheese version yeah. of the Italian sandwich is the only one that you can you, you can eat two hours later. You could do it. I still don't. I, I and you're talking about you know plain. I shit. think it's ideal. I think like a French like a French sandwich. Yeah, like the ham with the salted butter. I think that makes sense for yeah keeping it in your carry on and eating it two hours. Listen, later. plain shaking around like a blender. I get it. I do the same thing. I stress eat. I I'm looking for snacks. I can yeah. I can fiddle around with a starburst and that's gonna eat up time. Right. It's gonna give me something to right. do. I can I can eat like a potato chip or something like those things, always. Mm-hmm. But you know, if the Shane's play <laughs> if the plane's shaking around and I've got this cartoon <laughs> giant hoagie that I'm like trying to <laughs> that I'm trying to eat like I'm juggling a vase or whatever. <laughs> like, that doesn't sound pleasant. No. At all, no. I think unless you're on like a flight, over you know overseas, overseas or something, yeah. uh, I don't understand the point of just leave the food oh for, yeah, you know, leave it at home. Leave it. Leave, leave it, it at, at home. home. Um, all right, let's wrap this baby up. This was our first one back. We took last week off. Uh, my grandfather died, and my wife is pregnant. I've had too much life. You've going You've had on. a lot of things. Thank going you for on. bearing with us in this troubled time. Um. 
My name is Danny Palumbo. You can follow me on Instagram at Palumbros. I write for The Takeout. I write for Eater. I write for Los Angeles Magazine and, um, you know, posting cooking videos and stuff. And, you know, follow me if you like the podcast. And, uh, James, anything you want to plug? Or uh, Yeah. Hi. Uh, James Austin Johnson at Shrimp Jadge on Twitter and Instagram. But you know that already. And um, just a final anecdote. Uh, one time, uh, Las Vegas to Los Angeles, Rob Schneider was on my plane, Danny. <laughs> Why don't you, you, you've got three guesses what snack Rob Schneider was eating. Shut up. You got three guesses. Rob Ooh. Schneider brought a snack with him. What do you think it was? Three guesses. <sighs> God, Hollywood, Republican. I'm saying beef jerky. Uh, beef jerky, good guess, but no, you got two guesses left. Oh, three guesses? Yeah, you got three guesses. Uh, this is a fun little game to end the episode. God, okay, so nothing from another culture it's american i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far i mean rob schneider that's Ooh, a that's a world well traveled that's a well traveled man yeah but you know okay his um, wife is what danny uh uh i'm gonna say potato chip uh lays uh wrong again snack snack one more snack, one more snack, one more snack. Uh, gummy bears i'm so sorry danny the answer we were looking for was wasabi peas when rob schneider <laughs> Got done using okay. the bathroom before we took off and walked to the back of the plane, mm-hmm. our tiny, tiny connecting flight. He had a big tub, one of those big tubs that you buy at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know how you buy that, like, it's like a pound tub or like half mm-hmm. a pound of wasabi peas, spicy peas. And he was snacking them on the walk from the bathroom to the... You know what? I He it, washed his hands with non-potable water and started dipping that hand into the wasabi You know what pains peas. me to say? What's that? That is a great airplane snack. I knew you wouldn't hate it. That is a great airplane snack. Rob Schneider, we have more in common than I previously thought. Specifically, your political beliefs. <laughs> specifically? Specifically, how you view... Uh, <laughs> oh, God. No, not at all. But uh, that's that's actually a good one. Yeah. I had to tell you that before we went. I'm so glad uh, you And did. if you want to hear more anecdotes like that, follow me on at ShrimpJadge at Twitter and Instagram. And listen to the Macaroni Zone. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Macaroni Zone, everybody. My name is Danny, and thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone.